Shalom everyone. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that's very interesting um, and I think very needed. We're going to be talking about casting out demons and we're going to today be going deep on it. We're going to be dealing with a lot of the practical considerations of the matter. And so with that being said, if you have your children with you or anything like that, um, we're going to be talking about demons. So, you know, we don't want to scare any child. So um, as we head into this, um, I have my beautiful wife, Christina, joining me. And we're going to just be looking at common questions about this and answering them. And I really hope that this would be very edifying to you, um, because I think a lot of us have a lot of questions, especially if you've mm -hmm. never dealt with something like this before. Okay, mm -hmm. so honey, do you want to ask the first question? So the first question is should Christians, should believers take note of demons? Right. So, you know, and this is interesting because I remember when I was a kid, uh, I grew up in a Dutch Reformed church. And as I grew up in the church, it was very much a thing of, you know, we pretend like the demons don't exist and then they won't bother you. Right. Um, as, as long as they're there and we're doing our thing, it's okay. Um, but as I grew in my faith, I started realizing that that's not really how things work. And that, in fact, that's what the enemy would prefer us all as believers to do. Right. Uh, pretend like he doesn't exist. And in Western society, um, I think it's been a very much, uh, this has been culminated, cultivated um, because of... We have our movies. We have The Exorcism. We have all of these horror films, not to mention we have Halloween that is made it cutesy with our little costumes. Oh, yeah. So it's not something to be addressed anymore. It's either something to be to stay away from because it's something that we see in the horror films or it's, ugh, it's no big deal. It's just a cute little, you know. Yeah, it's 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 the world that has become Western society, you know, in Western society where you, we rely on the world for solutions. Mm -hmm. So um, if you have an issue, um, emotionally or psychologically go see a psychologist or see a counselor nothing wrong per se with those things however um, we go to these things first and we disregard these more spiritual matters um, that are also oftentimes involved with it and so the world teaches us about demons a few things it teaches us to be scared of them mm. yeah that's what horror movies taught right um, it also teach um, oh but by the way they don't exist so be scared yeah. of something that doesn't exist <laughs> because in Halloween, you know, we, we celebrate this thing called Halloween every year in, in many countries at least. And we make it a fairy tale. The evil is this fairy tale thing, right. which doesn't exist and has no real impact in our life. And we just kind of make right. fun of it. Right. Um, and then um, furthermore, you know, casting out demons has become a very taboo subject Um you know, I have, I have, we had a friend recently say something about this. I think it made, it, it kind of made me chuckle. Um, she said, what did she say? Um, How is it when you've done deliverance, do you receive any backlash from demons when yeah. you've done deliverance for someone? And the response is that, no, I don't receive any backlash from demons, but I do from the Christians. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the point is just that, it's become such a taboo thing, such a controversial thing, even in Christianity where, well, <laughs> Yeshua calls it out a lot of demons if you read your Bible. 
Um, but yet, for some reason, it has become this weird controversy. Oh, no, that's right. we don't talk about that. We don't do that. And, you know. So you just pretend it doesn't exist, then it doesn't exist. Yeah. Except the Bible says that's not true. Yeah. Um, Ephesians six twelve says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly, heavenly realms. Mm. Um, so yeah, demons are real. They are they are all around us. They are in people, and they work through people, and we need to really realize that and mm. cast them out because casting them out is one of the things Yeshua told us as believers to do. In Mark sixteen, he says believers will, and the first thing he mentions okay. is cast out demons. Yeah. So if you're a believer, I have to ask you the question. Do you cause out demons? Because Mark yeah. 16 says believers will do so. Right. And if not, maybe we should look at that. Maybe we should consider that. And that's right. what we're doing today here. And we need to remember that there is a spiritual realm. This What we have in this physical realm is not everything that there is. Of course, we know, you know, if we believe in God, we believe in Yeshua, there is another realm we can't see. But that also means, well, of course, there is also demonic entities that we cannot see. Mm. And like the verse you read in Ephesians we do not battle against flesh and blood. We do battle against principalities, against powers. And do we have our armor on? Are we ready to fight? Mm, that's great. Cool. You want to read the next one for us? So the next question is, so who can cast out demons? Right. Um, well, you know, like we just read earlier, uh, well, I just quoted earlier, is, you know, believers can. Yeah. So, um I'll read this again. Uh, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, mm. speak in new tongues, pick up serpents with their hands. If they drink deadly poison, it won't hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Mm. Okay. Now, I should jump in right there. There's some people who say, well, Mark 16, we don't really know if those verses were in the original text because there's a lot of disagreement if that was really meant to be there but okay even if you were to put those verses aside which i believe they were meant I to mean, be there i mean they are in the text they are in the text. in the text but yeah. even if you were to want to put those aside let's look at luke 10 it sure. confirms the exact same words in mark 16 luke 10 the 72 the disciples that yeshua had sent out returned with joy saying lord even the demons are subject to us in your name Luke 10, verse 19, Yeshua replied, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. This sounds familiar, just like Mark 16. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So again, this confirms the message in Mark 16. Luke 20, or sorry, 10, verse 20. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Right. So, you know, it's very clear. And this is, you know, you could argue, oh, well, that was for his disciples. And well, his disciples did it. Then you have these 70 elders sent out who did it. Mm. And then you have, obviously, these 70 elders making their, yeah. yes, making their own disciples. And they're making their own disciples. And of course, if you're someone who's practicing this, you're going to teach your disciple how to practice the same thing. Right. 
and they're going to practice teach their disciples and so forth and and we eventually start seeing this even in the early church writings yeah church fathers writing about how they are causing our demons mm. and things of this nature happening today not to mention yeah. uh, of course today um well I have seen many demons cause out, and there are yeah. many people like myself who have caused out demons who are believers mm -hmm. in this modern age. The demons didn't go on holiday um, when Yeshua resurrected. They were still just as much in his day um, active today, and so that necessitates the need to deal with them. Right, and like we have in Matthew 28, where Yeshua gives this great commission, where he tells his disciples to go out and to make disciples, to go out and to preach the gospel, to preach the good news of the kingdom to all the world, to baptize and to, to do all these things. This is what he tells the disciples. Well, we're like, yeah, okay, we got that. We're his disciples, we're Yeshua, we're Jesus' disciples. We want to do this thing. But when do we draw the line and say, we'll do some of these things that Jesus told his disciples do, to do, but we won't do these other things. We'll do the stuff like the Great Commission, but of course we have to ask ourselves, do we actually? But the stuff that sounds weird and looks weird, like casting out demons, um, nah. <laughs> have we ever fallen into that? Yeah, that's great. You know, some people say, you know, oh, well, we don't have to cast out demons because we have the Bible now. Mm. Um, and the Bible has replaced the necessity to actually do deliverance. Now, you know, while renewing of the mind is one massive deal in giving people freedom and oftentimes is really all they need. It's not the, it's like the, it, it, there's an out of balance idea here if we think that that solves all the issues because obviously it doesn't there are some people who need simply renewing of the mind reading scripture learning scripture but there are other people who need deliverance who need a demon cast out of them yeshua and his disciples had access to scripture just like we do they just mm -hmm. had in a different form they had access to the torah and prophets like we do mm -hmm. and then our new testament that we have today was within them and they that was what was happening all around them that was their experiences <laughs> right. of the day right and so you know, um, there are certainly cases where demons have to be commanded to leave and go. Um, and and look, guys, I and Christina, we're both we're people who who just we just love scripture, and we, that's what was our final authority on the matter. And there was no place in scripture where God came and told us, "Okay, guys, since I've resurrected." Um, it's good, you, you know, don't worry about the casting out demon stuff that I did when I was here and that my disciples did when I, when I was here and the, the elders did when mm -hmm. I was here. They just forget about that stuff because, you know, I'm giving you a Bible, a word now, and that's going to replace the whole practice of casting out demons. Like God never does that. Right. And it would have been pretty important, I'd say, to say that if that was the case. But yet instead, Yeshua actually said something amazing. He said, truly, I say to you, those who believe in me will do the exact same works that I do because I go to the Father. He didn't just say, you'll do what I do. Well, what does that mean? You'll do the same works that I do. And what did he do? Mm. Well, a lot of things. Whoever abides in him will walk as he walked. Right. Not somewhat not kind mm. of a lookalike, but you will walk as you walk. You will do the things he did. Right. And it is, we have to do this through Yeshua. We cannot do this in our own oh, yeah. flesh. I mean, like Yeshua said in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, it is he who bears good fruit in this area or in other areas. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It's not something we can try to do in our own flesh. We need the Holy Spirit. We need mm. Yeshua. Amen. I want to read to you all um, 
just uh, what was written by Arrhenius in his letter called Against Heresies the Second, um, because he talks about this. This is an early church father. He's mm. not. It's not scripture, but for those of you who want something more to chew on, um, it says, Wherefore also those who are in truth his disciples, receiving grace from him, do in his name perform miracles, so as to promote the welfare of other men, according to the gift which each one has get received from him. For some do certainly and truly drive out devils, so that those who have thus been cleansed from evil spirits frequently both believe in Christ and join themselves to the church. Okay, he's talking... This is in the early church. This is after, you know, what you read about in your book of Acts. Okay. But still early church. And we're learning about our, these early church fathers right. practicing and, these things. And what Irenaeus is saying is that contrary to certain doctrines that we hear being taught today, like you just mentioned, well, they did it, Jesus and the disciples, but we have the Bible now. We don't have to do these things anymore. Well, Irenaeus, this early church father is like, well, excuse me, we're actually still continuing to do this thing, to walk out these gifts, as he mm -hmm. said. And some are still casting out devils, and which is, you know, casting out demons, healing the sick and seeing them healed. Mm -hmm. And he even goes on to say, some are even raising the dead. And we're seeing all of these this good fruit mm -hmm. because we are still walking in these gifts of the Holy Spirit today. So the next question would be, so where are the demons? <laughs> right, you know, and uh, this is a good one. Um, everywhere <laughs> um including you know for some this maybe sound shocking and a little controversial but um including in churches um that sounds crazy right yeah it but does because you would think that would be the last place that you would find demons but this is not weird and mm -hmm. in the scriptures even yeshua jesus he went to synagogues because in his day there weren't ch churches. They were no, basically he synagogues. Went to the he went to the synagogues, as was his custom, every Shabbat. All right, every exactly. Sabbath. And like one account is in Luke 4, verse 33, and it says, And in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Ha, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. In the synagogue. Yeah. Okay, this was a man. I mean, look, I don't know. We don't know the backstory. Mm -hmm. But this was a man who probably prior to Jesus entering that place that day seemed very normal. He was a, another congregant in the synagogue. You know, maybe he had a little bit of an anger issue. Yeah. Maybe he was a little bit of weird around the edges. He or, could have been the nicest guy. But he could have also just been the nicest looking guy on the outside for all the other congregants. But only when Yeshua came, only when someone who knew his authority mm -hmm. came into the picture that that demon felt extremely threatened and showed his face. Exactly. And so this is my simply my point is that if Jesus didn't show up that day, that demon would not have responded the way he did. That demon would not have showed himself or any of those things. He would have just stayed hidden underneath the surface, working behind the scenes, if you will. Right. And people wouldn't even really realize that. And I want to submit to you that that is exactly what is happening in many congregations around the world today, especially in those who do not believe that demons should be casted out. Because if you're a demon, well, it's pretty convenient then to roam in a congregation where that's the prevalent belief because no one's going to bother you. Right. And you can wreak havoc any way you want. So I guess the good question that follows that is, I mean, are you saying Christians or believers 
can have demonic oppression. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is they they can. Um, and this is where we draw the line because there is, you know, many people will be like, whoa, you know. What, what are you but, saying? What is this? Yeah, mean? but there's a difference between oppression and possession. Okay, so when you think in the scriptures, um, there's, for example, the one example where there's this the man who was enchained and he always broke free from the chains Legion. and he had demons right and and jesus comes across this man and he casts the demons out of him now this man was clearly possessed okay in other words the demons have taken absolutely over his body and he was tormented day and night by them okay and that happens um we have people like that today okay who struggle and this is usually because they have in their life sworn allegiance to the wrong spirit, to the wrong to the enemy's kingdom. Um, they have uh, partake in witchcraft or something of that sort. Okay, and they are not believers, and so this can happen. Now, when we talk about believers struggling with this thing, um, mm. it's different, right? But believers can be oppressed, um, just like any believer can struggle mm. with. Um, you know, uh, lust or extreme rage and anger yeah. issues or whatever sexual morality or whatever, um, okay, any, any right, real right. sin, right? Anything. Even being a, a real gossip and busybody, like that being a, a massive issue in their life. Right. In the same way, you know, that person can suffer these oppressions. And those oppressions are often, not always, but often a result of demons who who come and enter a person's flesh and try and wreak havoc in that area in their life, whatever it's, that area yeah, is. Yeah, it's kind of like what door have you opened? Like on the topic of lust, have you opened the door to that issue by, you know, looking at stuff you shouldn't be looking at on the computer, on your phone or whatever? Have you, What doors have you opened, have you allowed in your life? Because yes, it is a door. Why are you getting tempted? It's an unclean spirit that is tempting you to go back to that thing that will only destroy you. It's not God. It's something that's, you know, opposite. It's unclean. Right. It is a demonic spirit. Right. And and so this is not something we should be afraid of as believers. You see, typically this happens because um, people have in their life um, invited this in, like we discussed. So this is usually, if we're talking about yeah. a believer, a real believer in Christ, this is usually because of their past life. This is usually because of things that partook in before they became a believer, things that have not been dealt with. And in that case, that demon still has authority to roam because there was not true rejection, repent. I mean, you know, you could be you'd be surprised at how many people without knowing it or even as believers actively welcoming demons into their lives um, simply by taking comfort, comfort in the things that the this whatever demon it is, is bringing them, you know, whether it is a spirit of lust and that believer is still partaking in pornography every day right. or, or, you know, or, or well, if you're allowing, like if you're watching a lot of horror films and you've kind of excused it as a believer, like, ugh, you know, it's nothing. I'm not even scared, but you've allowed a door of the enemy into your home. So why are your children having nightmares? Why are you getting the, you know, this, this fear of the dark or whatever? Why is there a spirit of fear in your home? Is that a door you open to the enemy, to demonic oppression? All right. You know, just one one more quick example. You know, I have literally probably hundreds, but 
just one um you know because this happens honestly this happens often Um, what i'm about to tell you happens often when we enter a church to preach Mm. the gospel um not always but it does happen um you know this one time um we were we went to a church very good church upright Mm. they're teaching the bible every week okay sweet people nice wonderful people and we're praying for people. We are asking them to come up for needs and whatever. And this is after a sermon. And there's one lady who comes up and she is known in this congregation as being this sweet, quiet, innocent lady, right? Yeah. Um, and the and as she comes up, as she walks forward towards me, um, she starts manifesting a demon. And a demon just comes up and starts you know, coming up and, and showing himself through her. She starts convulsing. She starts and convulsing and things of that sort. And it was a, it was crazy. But then, you know, we casted the demon out. And there were many in that congregation who were so shocked because they've never seen that mm-hmm. before. And they knew this person. And they're like, whoa, whoa how, how could that be, right? Yeah. This person comes to church every week. There's, But see, she had undealt with something whether it was you know whatever it was i i you know it it depends right and this happens all the time and this is this is what is in our churches and now the question is you know why is it that when i was Mm. there that this happened is it because pd is special no Mm. right not at all um it's like the example of Yeshua walking into the synagogue. I mean, Yeshua, of course, is special. He is God. But really, just like the disciples, when the 72 came back, even the demons submit to us in your name. Yes. Because they knew their authority through the name of Yeshua, through the name of Jesus. They knew the authority of the Holy Spirit in them that he had given. And so when you stood there, you knew your authority, and the demon, well, it was threatened. Right. So if you, if you, first off, you need to believe that, well, yes, deliverance is actually for me to be able to do. Yeah. Um, that Yeshua left for us as a gift of authority. And then I na- need to believe that he would do it through a person like me. In other words, not just, but he actually has given me, me as an individual, that authority. Yeah. And then um, just by having that revelation and actually fully believing that revelation and being in a room and being like, I am confident in who I am mm. as a son of God and walking into a room like that, you'd be surprised at how demons would get irritated just at that. Because see, if a demon knows that you don't know who you are, then they'll mm. just they'll just chill out. But yeah. if they realize that you know who you are, they're immediately extremely threatened and they're scared at that. You want to share your story of what happened on the plane one time? Yeah. Okay. Another quick story. Um, uh, so this one time I was uh, heading towards a conference and I was praying to God. I was saying, Lord, and I just felt this, that I had to pray this. I just felt, Lord, I want you to please make me very aware of my authority, make me confident in my authority, Lord, for when I walk into this place tomorrow, that you would have the demons tremble because of what you have given me. You know, just I want I want to be confident in that. And um, I prayed this. I went and I next day got on the got on the plane to get to 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 travel to this conference. And as I get on the plane, 
there's this man who is there and he's, sit, he's seated and he's, he seems fine and whatever, nothing weird about it. He's about two, one or two rows behind where I would sit. And as I go to sit down, um, this man starts getting uncomfortable. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it to you, but he starts just being very restless, very like, uh, I don't feel comfortable here. And he's weird and he's really like, people are kind of freaking out around him. Um, and as we start taxiing to the runway with our plane, um, he, he just grows worse and worse and worse. And by the time we get to the runway, just before we take off, the um, the uh, hostess, right, the, the flight attendants, yeah. they they grow, they actually get really nervous about this guy because he's like, oh, I don't want to be here. I really don't want to be here. And he's he's really weird about this whole thing. And and then eventually they say, okay, now the, the pilot announces over the intercom, okay, guys, we're going to be returning to the um, the, the the airport um, because, you know, we have a problem on the plane. And he gets off the plane. They take him off the plane. And I'm honestly kind of oblivious to, I'm kind of like, this is really weird. I don't know what's going on, you know, with all of this. And the moment that... Uh, you know, that's taken care of. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I've got my Bible. I'm just opening my Bible because I want to read Bible. And, and I open it up in the book of Mark where um, you will cast out demons, you who believe. And this was my answer to prayer because this was what I was praying for the previous night, you know, of Lord, when I walk into a place, I want the demons to tremble. And this is not because I'm special. Again, this is accessible mm -hmm. to all believers. But we need to be praying into this and we need to be asking the Father to show us what our authority is. Right. Um, because demons are, 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 can I say, creatures of authority. They know authority when they see it. That's mm -hmm. why they told, you also have that story in the scriptures where they said, um, Paul we know, Jesus we know, but who are you? Exactly. In other words, they're saying, these men, Paul and Yeshua, they know their authority. We know who they are. But who are you? But who are you? Yeah. In other words, you don't really know who you are mm -hmm. because you don't know Christ. And so they try to make themselves big and right. uh, and scary looking to those who, uh, you know, because so, that's their weapon. The fear is their weapon. Right. But faith is ours. Exactly. So moving on to the next question. Is casting out demons the solution to every bondage problem? Right. Oh, this is a good question, right? Um, and we, we kind of touched on this earlier, mm -hmm. but I think it's worth investigating further. Um, no, it's not the solution to every problem. And I cannot stress yeah. this enough, you know. Exactly. Um, I, I think that a lot of the hate for casting on demons and deliverance and things like this, it's come in because, well, yes, there's been, like many things in the body, um, there's been things out of balance. In other words, mm -hmm. there has been deliverance ministries who have come to say, you know, well, you know, casting out demons is the solution to every problem. Everything is a demon. Everything is a demon, right? And that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. um, so there are many different issues that can be um, an issue with someone's bondage. And there are many different solutions to those issues. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus, Yeshua himself, I've used many different uh, strategies, if you will, on how to tackle these different issues that people faced. Um, one of them was simply renewing of the mind. Okay, One of them is simply that we need to know there's a word. We need to learn the word. And through the, um, the, the filling up of truth in our minds, there is a lot of bondage that would just 
full off of us. Right. Sometimes it's breaking those lies that you didn't realize you believed about yourself or from past traumas or abuses that you've encountered. And so you need healing from that. It's a process. It's not yeah. always a, like we like to call a mick miracle. Sometimes there is a process that God walks through with us when we allow him, when we go to him. So again, like are we looking at example, is everything an issue of demonic bondage? I would say no, of course not. But we can't discount the fact that there is demonic activity in certain things as well, and we cannot push that to the side. We need to address it. Yeah, that's good. And um, another thing is that some people simply need to, even just hearing the gospel, you know, yeah. when we're talking about someone who doesn't know what the gospel is, um, oftentimes just him hearing the gospel, understanding the gospel, um, already brings a lot of deliverance and freedom. And that's why at baptisms, we've seen people get freedom. Right. And we've even seen demons uh, manifest in baptisms um, because that's where a lot of those things are. They are irritated and they come out because, but this is only if the people baptizing are people mm -hmm. who, again, understand their authority. Okay. Right. Um, and then there's also simply... Um, that we need to sometimes put our burdens on Yeshua. If you're carrying your own yeah. burdens and you're not giving it to him, those things, those burdens will cause bondage in our life as well. Right, physical bondage, emotional, mental, where we really, these things that we've been carrying all of our lives or for years or whatever, we need to let go yeah. sometimes and lay it in the Father's hands. And it's extremely hard, especially if there's wounds yeah. from our past, like you talked about. But to find freedom, there is necessity for surrender to allow him to begin that process of healing. And this is an example where it might not be any kind of a, a demonic oppression. It's simply a process of healing and laying our burdens on him. All right. You want to read question five for us? Yeah. Okay. So I want to cast out demons. You know, I'm convinced that this is something a believer should do. How do I find a demon to cast out? That's a good question. Yeah. You know, this is where are they? Yeah. Where are they? Let's go find some <laughs> demons. And I love the enthusiasm enthusiasm. Um, okay. So, you know, we talked about knowing your authority already. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I think that we've, that's established. Now that's the first thing though. You need to know your authority. Yeah. Okay. Because by then in that way, and if you really pray and fast into this, um, demons will just start showing up. Um, in situations around you. In other words, instead of hiding, they will they will rear their heads, if you will. Yeah. And then when you identify them, you can go after them. Um, but there's also other things that are important. You know, we need to become a, a beacon of hope uh, for people. Right. In other words, it's, it's very important for us to um, become known as someone that people can trust and come to with their problems like if if people know that you are someone who 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 is strong in the lord and who is a beacon of hope and can can give them freedom and help well that's naturally going to mean more people will come to you and say hey i need help and they'll and you can be someone who guides them gives them wisdom with through their issues and then that creates an environment immediately where you will come into contact with more demons because um, well, those, these people who are struggling are coming to you. People who oftentimes, sometimes have a struggle of demonic oppression. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as a, as believers, we have to become, um, these beacons. We need to, you have to ask yourself the question, am I someone who is living a life 
for Christ? Am I the type of believer yeah. who, when others look at me, whether they're believers or not, they would be like, wow, this guy's got it figured out. Like he, there's something that he has. He can probably help me. He can probably advise me. He, he yeah. could probably, I, I have this depressive issue. I have this whatever issue. I can come to him with it. Is that how people see you? And if not, why not? Yeah. Okay. That's Another thing. thing is also when Yeshua gives the Great Commission, he says to go make disciples, to go baptize, to teach them everything that I have taught you, that I've commanded. If you were to do these things, like you said, when someone comes to you for counsel or for your, you know, the living waters that they know you speak from the word of God, when you're discipling someone, you will find instances where you might encounter demonic oppression that you can actually cast out. Or when you're baptizing someone like Yeshua uh -huh. said to do, like you mentioned, someone can begin, and we have seen it, convulsing and manifesting a demon as they get baptized um, because they need to get baptized. They need to get washed clean and there's some stuff going on there. Um, the, the enemy doesn't don't want that. The enemies don't want to let go. The enemy does not want to let go. So if we begin actually doing the things Yeshua tells us to do, we will begin seeing some of that. Yeah, right. and we can All help right. bring freedom. All right. Really good. And so, you know, um, one last thing I'll say is, is, is to recognize the patterns mm -hmm. of a demonic oppression. Yeah. And so this, you know, this is not the, this is not a fast, uh, a strong rule or anything of that because mm -hmm. this is always something that needs to be tested. Um, but, you know, when we are talking about um, people who have extremes going on in their life, um, extreme outbursts of anger, um, extreme addiction, um, extreme um, um, split personality, ex you know, whatever, um, that can be a signal, you know, and this is not this is not a, this is not saying that everyone who suffers or struggles with something has a demon, but it can be a signal that that prompts more invest that should prompt more investigation. This is where discernment is needed, and yeah. knowing God's voice, yeah, in this area, yeah, and this is that's key, you know, is and so when you have the suspicion, right, um, and you're dealing with someone who you're not sure if they do, it's it's good to be sensitive about it. Yeah. And to just be like, hey, you know, could it be, could I pray for you? And, you know, when you pray, you can pray in authority. Right? People right. have no problem with you praying in authority. I've never encountered someone who, when I've prayed in authority for, or like pray, went after it, that they've been like, oh no, how dare you pray for that? Like, you well, know. Then there's actually a, a note right there. You don't want me to pray in authority. I wonder why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is that a signal? But okay. <laughs> yeah, like you know, so don't be don't be afraid to, to pray in authority. In other words, and when I say pray in authority, I'm just saying like something like, um, so right now, Father, I thank you, Lord, for this, Lord, for this person, God. I speak right now to this in the name of Yeshua. Any unclean spirit of witchcraft, any unclean spirit of depression or lust, or you know, insert the issue we're dealing with. Right. Any unclean spirit of X, I command you to come out right now. And so, you know, when there is this authority prayer, um, that if there is a demonic oppression going on and you pray in this authority, these demons will typically Show start showing themselves. In other words, yeah. this person will tell you, wow, I don't know, there's something weird moving inside of me. Or they'll say, you know, I, or they'll they'll have a very outward type of manifestation that's clear. Yeah. Um, and so after that, you can ask the person, did you experience anything? Um so yeah, yeah, this is just some some rough 
This is not a hold fast anything rule. It's just some rough ideas um, around this. All right. Right. But again, it's that coming back to the knowing the father's voice when he's prompting you oh, yeah. and being led by that, being sensitive to that person, loving that person and desiring to be an emissary of freedom and whatever way that might look like. Maybe it's that the words of wisdom. Maybe it's that living waters of hope and healing. And maybe it's in that moment, it's casting out a demon. Amen. You want to read number next one for us? So the next question is, should we fear demons? Yeah, so, you know, Hollywood would probably want you to believe otherwise. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, for, you know, if you are a, I'll say this, if you are a unbeliever, in other words, you do not believe in that uh, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, died and was resurrected, and you're if you're not his disciple, then the answer is yes, you should be very afraid. Um, you should. Mm -hmm. I, I would personally be terrified just mm -hmm. because I, I have no authority over them because they would be able to wreak havoc in my life. And this is why we need Jesus. Demons are real. Yeah. And if you are not fighting against them, you might be in some trouble. Yeah. And, and, and But now here's the other side of that coin is if you are in Christ, and I say this not with pretense, I say this with full confidence, you have absolutely zero to fear, mm. absolutely zero, because now it has been flipped on its head to the degree where even though you could be afraid of demons while being an unbeliever, if you are in Christ, the demons will be afraid of you. Yes. Okay, that's, that's the reality of this thing. But I will add a little asterisk to that, that you need to know, again, your authority. If you can be a believer, but if you don't know your authority, the demons will know that and they won't fear you as much. Right. But if it's a believer who knows who they are, the demons are absolutely terrified of that. Um, so I want to read to you 1 John 4 verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Okay, so uh, demons can only have what we mm -hmm. give them voluntarily by our free will. The gift of free will God has given us, we ha can now use and we can say, oh, I want to go into this sin. And oh, I want to play with an Ouya board. And oh, I want to participate in um, whatever kind of witchcraft. Mm. Okay, yes, you go, you do that, you, you open yourself up to that. But if you do not do that, they don't have authority. But you have to exercise your authority. Right. You have to command them to leave your household if there is anything coming in. Yeah, and go to the father to ask him to reveal what doors you might have opened that you didn't even realize. Like, did you, again, like you mentioned, did you play with, you know, Ouija board or tarot cards as a teenager and everyone was doing it and it was fun and who cares? It doesn't really mean anything. Mm. But is it a door you allowed in your life that needs to be closed? Mm. Or is there something in your home right now? I mean, we've talked about other things, secret sins or mm. things we excuse as not being a big deal that are an open door to the enemy that we need to close because they can wreak havoc in our lives in our family's lives, in our children's lives, in their children's lives, if we don't close that door. Yeah. And so one thing I'll just add to this is that, you know, when I was talking about how demons are afraid of us when we become believers, um, it's really true. And that, you know, when I deal with casting out demons, just speaking practically here, the way I'd like to really look at them are like little babies, okay? Like 
and I I mean like they are babies and how much power they have they don't have any power any authority but what they do have they have a big mouth in other words they will say a lot of things think about when when they spoke to Jesus right to Yeshua they said to when he asked who are you they said we are legion okay so that is typical of what demons do is they will prop themselves up as being a many as being big as being powerful as because what they really do trying to do is they're trying to go after your flesh in other words your flesh which is afraid of these kind of things your flesh which which um which is the the carnal mind and you know as they submit they want to submit this to the carnal mind of we are we are big you are small you don't have authority because yes the carnal mind does not have authority but the spirit has and the spirit is what god has given you and so when you um, are faced with a demon, when they try and tear you down, they'll say you don't have authority, or we've been in this person for a long time, and they're not. We're not going to go now. We can't go now. Uh, you know, they'll say um, you didn't pray and fast enough. You you didn't pray and fast enough. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, they, or, yeah, you messed up this week. You yelled at someone. You're not good enough to be able to do this thing. You can't cast out anything. Yes. You're a sinner. They'll 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 continuously bring all of these excuses as to why they can't leave. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what you need to know about a demon is that they're they lie. They're good liars. Okay. They're they're lying all the time to try and demotivate you to try and get you to give up on the deliverance. Yeah. People have this perception that um well demons um you know they should just leave the first time. The moment I say come out, the demon will leave. And, you know, I'll be honest, you know, I have talked to people and they say, oh, that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, And here's the deal is, yes, I I prefer that, right? I I would love for that to be the reality. Um, But there are, it's not always that simple. And and, and sometimes it is that simple, but it's not always that simple. Anyone who's tried casting out a demon will know. Yes. Yeshua even said himself, some come out, but by prayer and fasting. Okay, so in other words, sometimes there is prayer. In other words, what does that mean? Okay, that's prayer beforehand. We need to always be praying and asking God to refine us. We need to be fasting beforehand. And what does that mean? Just to jump really quick. Does it mean you you fast really quick before uh, uh, you go to services? Because maybe there'll be someone. No, it's that you have a lifestyle. So you're ready in season and out of season. You already have that so that you are ready whenever that might Oh yeah, you need yeah. to be fasting on a weekly basis, all right? That's that's how, just how it is. You yeah. you need to be training up your spirit man and disciplining your flesh. Okay, that's so prayer and fasting. I think you should refer to that. You know, right. prayer and fasting is important. But he also, I think, mentioned prayer for a reason that surpasses just what we're talking about, mm. and that is because sometimes when we deal with demons, especially in believers who have now a responsibility to be swearing allegiance to Yeshua, if they have still sworn allegiance to the enemy's kingdom in some facet of their life, then it's very important for them to denounce that allegiance before that demon can leave. In other words, if we are dealing with someone who was in witchcraft and they swore allegiance to Satan, 
Or, you know, they take comfort in whatever it is this demon has been presenting them their entire life. And they still they still like it. They want it to stick around. Even though they don't want the demon to stick around, they want what the demon brings them to stick around. They want to um, take joy in this sin or whatever. If these things aren't denounced, this demon will struggle to, will struggle to leave because, uh, well, that has to be denounced first. Now, you've given him a place at the table, basically. And until yeah. you take away his place at the table, well, he's going to stick around. Yeah. And so it's important for us to then discover what is it that is in the way of this demon leaving. And sometimes that that involves prayer. Mainly it involves prayer. Yeah. Okay. It involves being with this person, being like, Lord, and then you pray. You, you as an as you, if you're the one um, uh, who's who's causing out the demons, yeah. you going and praying to your in your heart, Father, what is it? <laughs> I'm always asking the Father, Lord, what is going on? Father, what is it? What is behind this? Is there anything right now that's that's deeper? And this comes with experience, and we learn to hear His voice in these situations. Right. With as we do it more and more, we get better at hearing His voice, yeah. and then the Father will drop in my spirit. Um, Five years ago, sexual immorality. And okay, hey, what happened five years ago? Asking the person. Oh, yeah, five years ago, this and this and this happened in my life. I did this and that, or this and that was done against me. Yeah. And um, in that way, now we're like, okay, so would you like to denounce that? And then the person goes through a prayer, they denounce it, they repent of it, mm. and then we cast out the demon. And then that demon that didn't want to leave just leaves. Because some come out not, but if there's prayer. Right. right? Um, so, yeah, so it's not always as simple, even though the cases in scripture are, that's, are often that simple, painted that simple. And that's, Amazing. The key, that's the key point of what we're supposed to take away from what happened. Yeshua cast out a demon, the demon came out. Yeah. And if there was more prayer that went along with it, which isn't maybe written in the Gospels, we can't say there was or wasn't. Yeah. We know the point was that the demon was cast out. Like in the case of, just to interrupt you again, yeah, yeah. when the scripture talks about how in Mary Magdalene, Yeshua cast out seven demons, mm. he didn't go in, or the, the writer of that gospel, and this was the demon of that, and this was her past with this, and this yeah. was how much prayer happened with this, and how long it took for those seven demons to come out. The end goal, the end, the, the point of the whole thing was that the demons came out. Right. And that's the point, is that we don't know the backstories as much Okay, we just see the the main event, whatever the gospel writer was most interested in communicating in that right. moment. And she had value. And so when you start exercising the things that God commanded us, right. you start realizing that, oh, you know, when I read the gospel story as a child and as an adult, mm. I always thought about it this way. But yeah. when you actually go and you do the stuff that they're doing, right. you realize, oh, I have this assumption about how it's always going to be but it's not actually that way in reality when i get to do it myself and you start learning things along the way with mm -hmm. how to deal with it because see yeshua didn't come in the word with any of these spiritual gifts whether it's speaking in tongues whether it's healing the sick whether it's casting out demons whether it's getting words of knowledge you know whether it's interpreting tongues whether it's the gift of prophecy whatever it is yeshua didn't come in the Bible and be like, okay, step one, this is how you get a word of knowledge. Step two, this is how you cast argument. Step three, this is in step three, this is how you do this. This is he, he didn't do this. He 
He simply said, go and do it. And even to his disciples, he said, go and do it. And so it's through their experiences, through observing him, and through us observing others, learning from the experiences of others, being discipled by others, whether it's, you know, you watching this video and learning from our experiences or, or me seeing someone else do it and learning from theirs. Um, it is, we, the scripture is the foundation and it always will be. And that's what we build upon. But all I'm saying is that there is experience that will teach us more about this whole principle of of these spiritual gifts. Right. I mean, like if you go back to the disciples when they tried to cast out that demon, but it didn't come out, they could have been like, well, like we've heard some today. It means that we're not supposed to cast out demons anymore. You know, why I, I don't need to cast out a demon anymore or whatever thing we might have heard being taught today. When Yeshua was like, no, the reason why it didn't come out is because X, Y, Z, maybe it's an unbelief issue. Maybe it's, you, know, you just mm -hmm. need to get into the word, know the Father's voice, fasting and prayer like you talked about. Instead of immediately discounting it when it doesn't happen, like a McMiracle, go back to Yeshua and say, okay, what what is missing that I can walk in to look more like you? Mm, that's good. Yeah, very, very good. Mm. So, so going to the next question. Yeah, there's this one that was asked, um, is there a backlash from demons after deliverance. Mm. And this is, again, I think that this comes in with all uh, it's scary and the fear aspect of it all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're going to come get you. Yeah, they're going to come <laughs> come after you and your family yeah. when you try and cause out a demon. And I understand, you know, yeah. the, what's behind it. Um, but mm. and, and OK, let me also just say this. I've also heard people who deal with deliverances yeah. say, oh, yeah, you know, this one time. I cast our demon and then the next day this and that and this bad thing happened to me and, and they came after my family in that mm -hmm. way, okay, and um, whatever. And so let me just address that, you know. So there's, I'm going to say it like this. Yes, it can happen, but it shouldn't. And the only reason it happens is because we unknowingly allow it. And And this is what I mean is if you are in constant fear of the demonic, if you if you are constantly um, worrying about this, you, what you are telling me is that you give them so much credit and authority. You are saying that they are so powerful that God is not strong enough to protect you from their attacks. And now when they come, they this is like, oh, I, I dealt with demons. Now they're going to come after me and I'm going to something's going to happen to me. You're saying that that God isn't strong enough to protect you and his Holy Spirit isn't powerful enough to protect you. Without knowing it, we go there. And then what happens is, yes, we're living in this place of unbelief. And a place of fear. And a place of fear. And we are then, basically, the demons look at us and they see our unbelief. They see our fear and they're like, well, there's no belief here. And just like Yeshua said, you can't have unbelief. You, you don't have unbelief when you do with demons. This unbelief that we suffer... Um, can give them a, a space to move in because they know they can get away with it and they know that you won't deal with them the way they need to be dealt with. But if your response to demons are, if they touch me, I'm going to come after them and they're going to pay. I'm going to cast them out. I'm going to send them back where they came from, right? If you have this behind you, this warrior mindset behind you, then the demons won't, won't mess with you like they would otherwise. And so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, give the example that you've given before of the, the policeman and knowing your authority. I think it's a great example. 
Yeah, I've, I've, I've used it a few times. Um, you know, when I have a friend, he's a policeman and he told me this and I thought it was really good, really a good example. Yeah. You know, he said that um, if, he, you know, he's a senior policeman and when he takes a new trainee policeman out onto the streets, the criminals on that trainee's first few days are very easy to pick up that this is a new trainee policeman. Right. Because, well, why? You know, you could ask why. How do they know? Because he doesn't yet know his authority as a police officer. Yeah, he doesn't fully, he's not fully confident. Right. He's not fully carrying it yet. And so then these criminals will try and, you know, obviously take advantage, try and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the senior policemen, they don't mess around with him. They know oh, this guy, he knows who he is. Mm. And in the same way, it's important for us to know our authority, okay? Like, we need to understand this is what God has given us. And if that uh, criminal, <laughs> that demon, yeah. tries anything, we need to put it back in its place, all right? So, right. yeah. Just to piggyback onto that, so how do you know your authority? How do you begin to understand who you are in Messiah? What's the process to that? Well, you know, what I would just say is that read your Bible and believe what it says, okay? Yeah. So, so. When Yeshua says, I give you power over all of the works of the enemy, how much do you actually believe that? Like as, mm -hmm. as an individual, how much do you believe those words for you? Do you believe that that's just for the, the, the big evangelist, the super uh, the Christian, super believers. the super believers, <laughs> or do you believe that for someone like yourself it is? And just to prove my point for any of you who's doubting, um, I have had people, I have baptized someone. And after that, I have taken them onto a street or into a hospital room where someone was sick. And they, just by knowing and believing that they have authority, they have exercised it. They are able to cast out a demon. They are able to heal the sick. You don't need to study to get your degree. You don't need to become, make sure you've got your 10 years of Christianity and belief behind you. What you need is to simply believe what the Bible says, that this has been given to you. And if you actually believe that, you are qualified and able to exercise that authority. Right. And it also comes down to knowing your identity in Yeshua, that you are a son and you are a daughter of the King. You are not forsaken. You are not forgotten. All these, whatever the lies the enemy has told you, that you're not good enough, that you'll never amount to anything, whatever someone might have told you in your past, those are all lies. In fact, the Father says you are beloved, you are chosen, you are holy and set apart, you are loved, you are worthy, and I have called you to wreck the enemy's kingdom. I have given you my Holy Spirit to do so. You are my son, you are my daughter, put on the armor of God. Amen, that's so good. So, brothers and sisters, yeah. you know, I guess my ending thoughts on this is I would really love what, what I desire is for the body to become more and more balanced, mm. balanced. I desire for us to be in a place where we're not putting down the casting out of demons because it is needed. We need people casting out demons. In fact, all of us, this is something all of us need to be practicing whenever this opportunity presents itself. And we all need to be encouraging people to renew their mind. The learning of scripture. That's right. important. My reformed friends who are always teaching that we need to teach them the scriptures and that's enough. That's true. Teaching them the scriptures is important. 
but there's balance, all right? And then we need to be encouraging people to put their burdens on Yeshua. We need to be preaching them the gospel. All right, there's balance in all of these things. It's not one or the other. Sometimes we get so passionate about one aspect of Mm -hmm. it all, and we call something, we make something, we call it it a deliverance ministry. We now have our deliverance ministry. We just cast out demons. Mm -hmm. But Yeshua didn't have a deliverance ministry. He had a gospel centric ministry that did deliverance, that did preaching the gospel, Mm -hmm. that did. T- uh, preaching right. of the word, right. repentance, etc. We need right. a balanced ministry that is able to be fivefold, if you will, to be able to touch on whatever the need is that is in front of us. That means we will be agents that can overcome whatever bondage it is that's in front of us that someone is facing. We can help them no matter what it is. Right. And we don't need to turn them away. And we don't need to put their issue into a box if it always has to be solved in this manner. Mm. Sometimes there's a process. Sometimes it's a journey. And that's okay. Amen. All right. Amen. So, um, brothers and sisters, go home and find some demons to cast out. Um, <laughs> Read your Bibles and look at what Yeshua did and then seek to do likewise. Amen. Amen. So, whoever abides in him ought to walk as he walked. And that's all that we are really encouraging you to do this day. I hope that this blessed you. Subscribe to this channel for more just like this one. Share this video Amen. with your friends. And, um, yeah. We will see you in the next video. Shalom. Shalom.